Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Crenshaw, Briggs, and VT. We want the touchdown. We not trying to go for three. And it's best if you get up out the street because them bulls out the pen and they about to stampede. Welcome to the Texan Fan Battle Podcast. As always, I am Matthew Briggs, joined by Amazing Trio. But Crenshaw, like I said before, likes to be a diva, so he'll make a uh, late appearance. But with me, as always, I got Mr. Brown, Chubby Bear himself, VT. Say what's up to the folks. What's going on, guys? And guys, we we are honored to get some other Texan content creators. If y'all like great Texans content, you'll love these guys. Starting off with Mr. Ruben Calabillo from the 713 Houston Sports. So, what's up? What's going on, everyone? What's up, 713 in the building? H time till we drown out here. Hey, man, sorry if I uh, if I murder your name, you know. It happens. Calabillo. <laughs> and always, we got from the lead, Mr. Harley Dugan. How you doing, sir? Yeah, doing just fine, man. Appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, man, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure, always. man. It's always great to talk Texans. You know, a lot of people think we, we suck and nobody watches the Texans, but obviously they don't pay attention to football because we're we're on the rise. So, guys, let's, let's kind of break it into uh, – before we, we jump into the Texans, uh, let's jump into some NFL news. So, yeah, Alex Smith says that defensive-minded coaches cannot produce a quarterback. I'll start off with you, Ruben. What's your thoughts on this? Uh, You know, it's just hearsay, you know, at this point. I don't – who said it? Alex Smith? Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. No, Alex Smith, (laughs) you weren't even a good quarterback in the league, buddy. Don't – you know, I don't want to hear that. Um. The Houston Texans, they got the right head coach, and they got the right quarterback. What people don't realize is that D'Amico Ryans, he really cares about the character of the player. And, you know, it goes back to his uh, inaugural press conference, right, when he mentioned Fred Warner. Of course, he's one of the best linebackers in the NFL, but the the first thing he said was he's a husband and he's a God-fearing man. Right. That shows you pay attention to stuff more than football. And we know football is more of a game, but D'Amico Ryans brings that family aspect. You already see him raving about CJ Stroud. I don't, I don't, I don't care about those comments from Alex Smith. Uh, uh, Same. Uh, Right. Uh, Harley, what about you? Uh, yeah, just the first time I've heard that. I didn't yeah, that caught was, me off guard. I was like, what? Yeah, I was oh, like, okay. Well, okay. I didn't even hear about that today. Um, of course, I, I haven't really been on Twitter too much today like I usually am. Um, but yeah, that's odd. Um, I understand that, you know, when you look at the head coaches, yeah, there's a lot of offensive-minded head coaches. Okay, I, I understand what you're trying to say um, in terms of that, but like, Dude, we got the hottest head coach on the market. Like, mm. did everyone else that tried to interview D'Amico Ryan's just look like a dumbass too? Like, is that <laughs> what we're going to say? Like, I mean, it's not my fault we had a defensive player in J.J. Watt ruin your career and your career. I mean, <laughs> yep. it's not my fault. Is that the vendetta you got against defensive guys now? Like, is that what it is? Or or is this a national hot take, hot take media kind of guy now? Is that what Alex Smith's going to turn into? 
Is he going to be that national media guy that's going to be hot take, viral attention kind of guy? Like, I don't, I, I have enough of that when I see shit on ESPN and stuff. I don't need to see any more of it. If that's what he wants to believe, more power to you. I'm going to, I'm going to mind what's inside my building. There you go. Yeah. I mean, every team that was looking for a head coach requested D'Amico Ryans. So, I mean, don't be a hater. You know, that's, that's what it comes to. BT, I kick it off with you. So I, uh, what he was trying to say, and I, again, I don't believe what he's, what he's saying, but what he basically said was that there was a difference between a head coach that's, that's basically telling a rookie quarterback or, or even a sophomore quarterback, hey, just don't fuck it up, versus a, a head coach that's saying, I want to put the team on your back, and it's typically an offensive-minded coach that's doing that. So I think that's, his kind, that's where he's coming from. However, I don't believe that just because you're a defensive minded coach, that means you want to, you want your rookie quarterback to not put the team back when it's necessary. I think that, I think the style of play that you, that you have really comes from the scheme that you have. And the OC is very important there. So I don't think it's really, you know, the head coach that's, that's as a, um, not saying he's not important, but I don't think the head coach itself, just because you're defensive minded means you're not going to ask a rookie quarterback or sophomore quarterback to put the team on the back. I think it matters on what can that quarterback do? What situation are you in? Because <laughs> every every head coach is going to play situational football. And there are times where you have to put the, the, your team on the quarterback's back. And the other times where you're playing hard, consistent football, where you're running the ball a lot, where you don't have to throw 40 yards every fucking third down, where you're actually playing good football, where you're not asking the quarterback to do that. So to me, it doesn't matter whether you're whether you're a defensive end head coach or offensive minded head coach. It matters about situational football, what is going on right now, and and then that's what you ask your quarterback what to do. Yeah, like I mean, you have to go back to what Ruben said, right? It's all about the character. Uh, D'Amico said several times uh, that C.J. Stroud is, is a leader, right? He so if he is asked to put the team on his back, there's no doubt that he's going to. Or at least try to. That's all. That's all you need is is someone to try. Like uh, Davis Mills at times didn't seem like he even tried. Like he just went out there to, to cast a paycheck. But here's my thing. Why? That's what an offensive coordinator is for. That's what a quarterback coach is for. That's why you have all these pieces for is to coach that quarterback. Yes, he might not have the same insight as Bobby Slowick or Draw Johnson. But that's why he has those guys. So they can come up to D'Amico and say, hey, man, C.J. Stroud is hurting when you go to the bootleg left. Let's do it to the right. Like, there's different things that can be used instead of, you know, putting it on, on D'Amico. It's not all on D'Amico. That's why it's a team sport. That's why you have all these coaches. So I, I, I got to agree with, um, with, with Harley. I think he's just trying to, like, clickbait, you know, just – He's not in the spotlight no more. Uh, I what sucks is I like the guy. I mean, good story. He got hurt, tried to come back, but <clears throat> sometimes you just need to shut up, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, speaking of people that never shuts up, which I I love the dude, um, Pat McAfee just signed eight a eight figure deal to be the voice of ESPN. Hard, right, I kick off for you. What's your thoughts on this, man? Dude, I'm a huge fan of Pat McAfee. Just an absolute fan of him. I mean, from the WWE stuff, he's fantastic. As Everything a- he touches turns to gold, man. Exactly. He's the Midas. He's King Midas. That's what he is. And, I mean, um, now I question – look, he still has full creative control, which is a huge thing, huge, mm-hmm. massive thing to have for him. Um, obviously there's going to be a lot less F-bombs. Uh, <laughs> um, and, you know, because ESPN, Disney, you know. So I think Pat McAfee and, you know, I, I, I think I heard this on 610 with them mentioning a lot of some of the guys like that, you know, Stephen A and maybe some other ones, maybe someone leaves, you know, maybe he ends up becoming a more of a, you know, a face of somewhat of a face, someone they're going to make money off of, really. He's mm. going to be a cash cow for them. But, I mean, I love Pat McAfee. I've loved him since NXT. I loved him in commentating. I've loved him in the college, uh, you know, which I think he could take over for that old man over there, uh, Lee something. I can't think of his darn name right now. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I, like I said, I, I, love, I love me some Pat McAfee. 
Uh, yeah, he won that. What was it? Three years ago, four years ago, when he roasted the whole Titans uh, at the draft. <laughs> Loved yeah. it. Like, I mean, anytime yeah. somebody roasts the Titans, it, it's gold, you know? <laughs> so, BT, I, I'll kick it off to you. Yeah, I love Pat McAfee. I don't know how, how you can't. Uh, one thing, though, is I like watching, you know, him unedited. Um, you know, I, I, I catch him a lot on YouTube. He's in the background when I'm working a lot of times. I switch between him and 610 a lot. So the thing is that, you know, you you know, Harley, you said he's going to have Disney behind him. And so he's going to be edited now. So how good is he going to be? Because when he is his raw self, when he can do whatever he wants, he's great. And I think now that he's going to have to be edited, he won't be able to have the conversations that he normally has. I wonder what's going to happen. It's not just the F-bombs. Like, look what happened with Brett Favre, right? He <laughs> called out Brett Favre and had a lawsuit, right? A, a huge defamation lawsuit. And he said, F you, I'm going to take care of this myself. Now they can. Now someone could go after ESPN. Will they limit what he can actually say to prevent you know, potential lawsuits. So the question is how much Reen will he have? It's going to be curious to see if he's the same Pat McAfee or if he's Pat McAfee light. Okay. All right. What about you, Ruben? Finish it off for us. No, I'm excited for it. Uh, the one great thing that Pat McAfee did is not only did he elevate himself, but he put his boys on as well. Every single one of them, you know, will be going to ESPN with them. Look, Pat McAfee is all of our dreams. Right. If they if ESPN came up to us for and say, hey, y'all can have a show together. We're jumping at the bits. Shout out to Pat McAfee for not only elevating his, you know, his future, but his boys as well. That is life changing. You know, the F-bombs, that doesn't really concern me because I've heard Pat McAfee be amazing without even saying F-bombs. Right. Go I mean, look at, his, yeah, look at Thursday night or when he did a Friday night Smackdown, you know. Yeah, no, he had a 40 yeah. minute uh uh, episode video about he, uh, him and his boys went to the Atlanta Falcons uh, owner's wedding and how crazy that was. No F-bombs in there. And it's just <laughs> Pat McAfee is a dude. And ESPN, I look at them. I see kind of a lot of politics. I see a lot of, like Harley said, people trying to be famous, trying to clout chase, right? You have Dan Orlowski making those weird-ass faces just for someone to meme them. I think Pat McAfee is what ESPN needs. And I think it's the way it's going to go in the future of sports. I think people are, are starting to go away from the analyst to let me actually listen to someone who knows the sport, who's played the sport. And even with us, right? Let me listen to someone who is actually from my city. And yeah, and you know, just and, and entertaining, right? I mean, mm -hmm. like you cannot sit there and, and not watch one episode and not be entertained. It doesn't matter what he's talking about. He can talk <laughs> about cricket, and I have no nothing, yeah. you know, no knowledge of cricket. And he, I'd be like, hell yeah, let's do it, let's go. You know, <laughs> my only thing is, is almost a year and a half ago on my other podcast, the AFC South Fan Battle, we started tweeting every day. We're at 489 days of him coming on to the podcast. He D, he DM'd us. He uh, he followed us. Come on, Pat, make us happy. Come on, the, come on the show, man. Do us a favor. You know, share us some of that that awesomeness. All right, guys. Well, last thing about the NFL news: Joe Burrow. He he said he does not want to. Talk to the media about his contract because it's not fair to others. VT, I'll start with you. What do you think? I think just to talk about this in terms of the Texans, because I'm selfish and I care about the Texans first and foremost, um, a lot of us have been talking about whether or not we can get T. Higgins. And and that matters a lot on how much they have to pay Joey Burrow. Uh, we're thinking that he's probably looking at close to $60 million. Right. Um, the dude went to a Super Bowl already. Um, you saw what Lamar Jackson got. You obviously know what Deshaun got, Watson got. So could he get up to 60 million? And we also know that the Bengals are one of four teams where the owner is not a billionaire. He's not cash rich. Um, he's actually cash poor. He actually started putting a name on the stadium just so he can start paying and preparing to pay Joey Burrow and the other dudes here. So the real question now is, is Joey Burrow going to take a little bit, not a pay cut necessarily, but structure it differently where his payday is at the end? 
Um, and and that the risk for him is that if it's not guaranteed up front, if it's not guaranteed every year, then he can hurt himself and then never mm. see that big payday. If he doesn't do that, if he says, no, pay me now, then will we get an opportunity to get someone like, <clears throat> like T. Higgins? Or will anyone get an opportunity? I think Joey Burrow is doing it right. Don't discuss uh, contracts with the media as much as we're all fans and we want to know every single in and out of how the contracts are doing. What he's doing is smart. Don't discuss with the media. We we, we have no clue what we – we won't have any idea what's going on, and we shouldn't have any idea what's going on until it's done. I know that they'll get the deal done. The question really is how is that going to be structured? How is that going to affect the Bengals in terms of their Super Bowl run? And how will it affect the Texans, little old Texans? How will we be, be able to get T. Higgins? That's what I care about. All right. Coming all the way from Philadelphia, I got Mr. James Arnomkin. I got Chris. Uh, what's up, man? By the time he came up on up on here. Uh, so what do you think about this old Joe Burrow keeping the media out of his contract talks? Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. can you hear us? Uh, yeah, I hear you. What up, Harley? What up, Ruben? What's going on, man? What up, VT? What up, Matt? What up? Um, shit, they don't need to be in his business. You know, that that's his contract, you know. Um, whatever he wants, he's going to get. So it don't really matter if we in his business or not because he's um, earned every right to do what he got to do. But um, I'm, I hope he gets the most ever, which he is, because I like the guy, and I hope our quarterback end up being just like him. I see Joe. All right, Ruben, what about you? What do you think? No, um, I think it's real good, just like uh, V said. You know, nowadays, everyone knows what's going on with the contracts. We look at Twitter, right? Who was it? Uh, Quinnen Williams, Harley, uh, he uh, told me the other day that Puts on his bio, defensive tackle for who, dot, 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 dot. I think Jorbo is going the old way, right? Don't pocket watch. At the end of the day, we're trying to win some games. And we haven't seen this from a player in a while. So shout out to Jorbo for, you know, kind of standing to himself. Yeah. Harley, what about you? He knows his worth. He's got an agent. Let the agent do the details. You know, he, he went to a Super Bowl. He should, I mean, I believe with that team and everything, they should go to another Super Bowl, hope probably win one. Uh, so, I mean, I don't really, actually, I don't really care for it. The only thing I do care about is what VT mentioned, T. Higgins. Is T. Higgins, what is going on with that? What is, you know, if I'm the Texans, hey, I'm keeping, you know, little peek through the door real quick, little window watch real quick, you know, <laughs> kind of, you know, I'm just taking a look, see what's going on over there. How How's the water feeling over there? You know, like that's what I'm taking a look at, you know, so that, that's the only thing that I really care for. Uh, Joe Burrow, look, he's going to get his money. For sure. For sure. I agree with you. Uh, all right. Well, let's move to some Texans content. The reason why we're here, right? So we got a couple moves. We, we signed. Tight end Jordan Murray and the undrafted linebacker Ian Swenson. And then we cut Jermaine Carter. Um, I'll start with you, Ruben. What is your expectation for for this team? Who's going going to make the roster? Who's going to get cut? And and what do you expect from the Texans? I mean, okay, so first, record-wise, as much as we are excited, you know, I'm going seven wins at the very lowest for this team. Uh, we still have a ways to go. This team, I think V mentioned it in the space the other day that they played the most rookie snaps out of all other NFL teams. And, you know, that does carry on to next year. And when you have a draft class of, you know, of six new rookies who you expect all of them to make an immediate impact, you know, stuff is going to get, you know, it's going to be a minute before we get good. Some players I think are going to be on the bubble. I, I don't have any confidence in Nico Collins anymore. Mm-hmm. I think entering year three, right? Don't forget, we traded three third-day picks for him. It was Davis Mills and Nico Collins to start the Nick Casario era. And both of them, we can honestly say, haven't panned out for this Houston Texans team. It, You know, we see a lot of Xavier Hutchison, you know, love getting thrown out there. I think Nico Collins might be a... Uh, might be a say prize potential. He might not be here no more at the end of the season. And it sucks too because we passed <laughs> up uh, St. Brown for him for the Lions. So it was like, man, what could have been, right? Yeah, no, what could have been, but 
you know, also before we, you know, move on, I think we need to shout out our GM. You know, let's not forget after week 18, you lose the number one overall pick. You don't even let Lovey Smith make the flight home. <laughs> and he said it three times. If I don't do my job this offseason, I'm not going to be here. He brought us D'Amico Ryans. He brought us C.J. Stroud. He brought us Will Anderson Jr., Tank Dell. And you still have one, two, three picks next year in all three rounds. And then you have the most cap space next year with $112 million. The Houston Texans, man, they could turn this thing around quick if they wanted to. Yeah, especially like this last uh, offseason, not a lot of free agents were, you know, oh, we need him. We, We got to have him. Next year, though, on the other hand, there's a lot of young guys that are, you know, injury prone. There's some question marks about them. And you could, you do the whole uh, Nick Casario way, right? One year approve it deal. Yeah, no. And also, I think for this draft class, I'm sorry, for this free agency class, you brought in a veteran for every single position group. For the secondary, it was Jimmy Ward, linebackers, Perryman. D-line Sheldon Rankins, then for the O-line, Sheldon, you know, Dalton Schultz, bringing back Tunzel, Shaq Mason. Even though this free agency wasn't as sexy as we wanted it to be, I think it was very solid. And, and you also got Case Keenum, who can everybody says can, can be a coach in the league. So that's what you bring him in here for, right, is, is to mentor C.J. Stroud, to get him ready, especially mm-hmm. a, a guy who knows the system. And so I, I, I know everybody was hating that move. I thought it was brilliant, you know, but you know, it's, it's over now. So what can yeah. I say? Uh, Harley, what about you, man? What do you think? Uh, in terms of the record first, uh, I think realistic approach for me is six or seven wins. Uh, that's the realistic approach for me. Uh, Ruben knows my hot take. And, and, and if y'all want to know, then I'll drop it around later. Um, yeah, but, yeah. We'll drop, get those hot takes. Um, but uh, yeah, six or seven wins realistically. You know, you still got a lot of uncertainties when you really want to take a look at it. When I try to take my bias out of it, you know, there's still some uncertainties with this ball club. Um, and then uh, cut guys, I I go down to looking at the position group that I feel like wasn't addressed enough. And I know you added Sheldon Rankins. I know you added Hassan Ridgeway. I'm still a little shaky on the interior defensive line group. Um, Malik Collins is a fantastic pass rusher when he's on the field. Um, in terms of run stopping, you know, he's okay. He's not not someone you really want as a run stopper. He's a better pass rusher. Um, and then you got Hassan Ridgeway. You had the cohesion there from the San Francisco 49ers, you know, worked with D'Amico. Okay, that's cool. I don't mind that. Um, I'm looking at Kurt Heinish, Roy Lopez, one of them two guys. And I love Roy Lopez. Viva la raza, man. I love my boy. Okay, I got my shirt made for him. I love the salsa dancing. Like, I'm a big fan of Roy Lopez. And I know people are like, dude, Roy Lopez sucks. Why are you a fan of him? Like, dude, it's because, orale, way, like, this, this, this is my guy, bro. Like, this Titans fan commenting us. <laughs> we ain't going to get into that Titans fan. Um, but <laughs> we, we don't get – I don't talk about mid on, on this podcast, okay? Um, so – Roy Lopez, even though I'm talking about Roy Lopez, how ironic. Uh, <laughs> two years ago, you know, I met him at the draft party. He was a fantastic guy. Uh, I, I love the dude. Got to talk to his agent. Like, you know, there's a lot of bias when it comes to Roy Lopez for me. Um, but, you know, take that out of mind. Him, Kurt Heinish, you know, Roy Lopez, six-round pick. Heinish was an undrafted guy. I, I'd really like some more depth on that interior line it's just that was the biggest weakness of the Texans you let go 5.7 yards of carry last year I mean uh, I don't I don't like it I wish it was addressed just a bit more I like Sheldon Rankins I do um I, I, I want something else I want something else that doesn't really excite me I think one of those two guys are definitely on the bubble if anything if there's always a bunch of cut guys that come out in the NFL later so you know if there's someone that's Hmm, not too bad. I'm going to mind him adding him to the D-line. Uh, you could see maybe both of them guys getting cut. Who mm. knows? Oh, okay. Oh, I like it. Hey, man, I, I feel the same way. I have a John Simon jersey. Like, John Simon was my boy, you know. 
And so I, I feel you there. John, wait, wait, wait. John, John Simon. Simon. <laughs> yes, sir. I, hey, man, look. He, he made some plays for the Texans. OG one. Oh, yeah, you know, Super Bowl winner, John <laughs> Simon. But, man, just couldn't couldn't stay healthy. So I, I get it. Uh, but, yeah, I, I, I have to agree with you, Harley, too. Um, I, I think Rankins is a stopgap guy, mm. right? Like mm. next year when it's a free agent. Or in the draft, where there is some defensive tackles, go after them. Uh, he's only he's only here. We only signed here what one year, right? I believe and, so. And, and Risway two years, I think. Uh, yeah, Rankins is a one year deal. Yeah, yeah, one year, ten and a half. But listen, he had his best year PFF wise last year under Robert Sala. He's gonna have the familiar with the D'Amico right. Ryan defense. That's We're gonna put I'm a little saying. more pressure on him because honestly, he should be the captain of this defensive line of the defensive line group. You know, I like Jerry Hughes. I like Jonathan Gennard, but Sheldon Rankins, you know, he's here for a reason. Um, I'm excited for him, man. Yeah. All right. I'll, I'll kick it off, BT. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think that we're on the same page when it comes to wins for the most part. Um, on our live stream, when we when we did the schedule release, my record was 7-10. So it looks like we're on the same page there. In terms of who makes it, I will have to say, and I always have to preface this because I always get shit said why you shit on Nico Collins. See that over there in the back over there with the 84? Yeah. Um, all right. That that was Nico Collins' jersey that I had signed when he d- became a Texan before he changed to 12. I really believed in him. And I have to agree with uh with Ruben that I don't think he makes a squad. I think I think by the end of this year you will see Xavier Hutcherson take that wide receiver two role. I think mm. I think I think that Robert Woods is going to be the wide receiver one this um, this year, and that Xavier Hutchison is going to surprise a lot of people. I probably should have waited for the hot take segment to say that, but um, I think Xavier Hutchison has a size. He ha- he has the catch radius. He can make those contested catches, and he has pause, the surest. Pause, pause. <laughs> no pause. Um, so I mean, this dude <laughs> has the surest hands in the entire draft. A drop rate of less than four percent. I think a lot of people who question, um, you know, the surety of his hands, watch the Texas game, that critical drop, and judge his entire career's entire collegiate career on that one drop. And that's just not fair. So I, I think they saw what I saw in Xavier Hutcherson. We got a steal at getting him at like 205, I believe it was. And, you know, he dropped 100 spaces at, at, at spots. And I think there was two reasons why. One of them was that his combine was slow. He's not the fastest dude on the field. But you know what? Either was Hopkins. Hopkins wasn't fast either. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to be Hopkins, but I'm just trying to put that in perspective, that you don't need to run a 4-4 better to be an excellent wide receiver, right? And the other thing was that primetime drop in Texas. Like, I think that does matter when people <laughs> think, hey, can you perform under, under um, you know, high-pressure times, critical times? I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. I do doubt that Nico Collins remains – I don't even know if he'll stay healthy, but even if he does stay healthy, I don't know if he remains uh, um, anywhere in a wide receiver three group. I think he moves to wide receiver four or possibly even five. I do think it does suck that we traded two fourths and the fifth to get him, and we passed over Amandra St. Brown. So, you know, the amount of capital that we gave up for Nico Collins at this point is a third-round third pick, right, the 89th overall, two fourths and a fifth. All for a, for a wide receiver that will probably end up being a wide receiver four or a wide receiver five. Think that does suck. But in the uh, other things that I want to talk about is the 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 running back room. Pierce is obviously the running back one. Singletary, I think, will continue to be um, the right um, the running back two. But I think X to the V, um, Valaday, the the one that we signed in the UDFA. He's 24 years old. I think that's the reason why he dropped. And I think that he makes a squad as running back three. And now we have a really hardcore running back room, whereas last year all we had was Pierce. So God forbid if Pierce goes down, I think we can still continue to run the ball effectively. Um, as far as the O-line, we invested a lot in this O-line. We extended Larry Tunsil in the offseason, made him the highest paid left tackle. We brought on Shaq Mason, a top 10 guard, paying him quite a bit of money. We'll likely extend Titus Howard during the season as well, probably paying him anywhere from 15 million to 17 million, probably around there. Um, we brought 
uh, Juice Scruggs. Juice Scruggs, who has been through adversity, been to hell and back, came out, became a team captain, will perform well in zone blocking. We really just need to make sure he can execute. And then the real question mark, in my opinion, is Kenyon Green. We, we, we traded down and we got him for the 15th overall pick, but he had a horrendous season. Now, he did go against tough competition. We saw some flashes of greatness during run-blocking situations, but he was getting manhandled last year. And the real question is, can he actually prove who he, who he should be? Now, last year, the excuse was that he had knee surgery and he wasn't, wasn't really in training camp a lot because he had, was recovering. Well, unfortunately, he had to have knee surgery again. And so I will not ac accept that excuse this year. So I do think they made a really good decision by getting both Scruggs and Patterson because they both can play center or guard. So my prediction is if that Kenyon Green does not play well in the first two, three weeks, that they'll bench him and put uh, one of them at guard to make Damn. sure that CJ Stroud uh, is safe. I got to disagree with you on that one, bro. Like, like you, Kenyon Green coming out of college was the best run blocking guarding, you know, from A&M. He finished the season, his last two, two, Two to three games were very solid. And we all know, hey, how bad was Lerman Tunso in his rookie year? I'm sorry, not Lerman Tunso, Dwayne Brown. Dwayne Brown. Yeah, it was he's absolutely bad. horrible. I think you need to give Kenyon Green some time, but I do agree that this is one this is a very important season for him. I even dropped that video today. He definitely has to prove himself, but not by week two or three, man. So, well, all right, maybe I'll, I'll say I'm a little, maybe a little wrong about the weak numbers, but think about this, right? C.J. Stroud is a rookie. He has to have protection. I and agree. So if, so if Kenyon Green isn't providing that protection, I'm not saying they bench him for good. Like, that's the last we see him of the entire season. But I can see, I can see him getting benched, putting in someone there, keep the protection up, working with Kenyon Green up for another four, five, six weeks, and then bringing him back out again. Because you have to – you cannot make C.J. Uh, struggle – under pressure right away. We know that one of the points where he struggled in college is when he had intense pressure. So you cannot put him in a situation right from the get-go when we've invested this much in the O-line to have one spot where it where it where he's not able to get the protection he needs. So I think they made a conscious decision to make sure, hey, we can swap out a guy if we need to. Again, I'm not saying that I'm giving up on Kenny Green or anything. I think he should be good. Are you calling him a bust if we, if, if we bench in week three? I'm sorry? Are you calling him a bust if we, you know, go yeah. your route and bench him week two or three? No, I'm not calling him a bust. I'm just saying that we bench him and we're going to give him some more time. Maybe he still needs to heal his knee. We'll bring him back. I, but I, I, I do think it's a potential that we bench him and, you know, if he's not doing his job. I, I don't think we, we went Patterson and Scruggs just for that reason. I think it's for the death, right? Like when Britt did what Britt did and then we had uh, BT's boy, Quesenberry, in there. It, it went to hell. And I think that's the biggest flaw for Green was Quesenberry. Like, the guard position has to has to rely on the center, especially in pass blocking. When, when you have a suck-ass center, I mean, it, it's going it's gonna to hurt his game a little bit. Plus, zone blocking. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Helps out every position on the line, especially when it comes to young rookies, uh, linemen. So I, I, I don't think he's going to get killed like he did last year. And, and like, like, uh, like Ruben said, he did improve. So I, I think he's going to uh, consistently prove, especially now he has more time with training camp and whatnot. So, 
Well, let me just clarify something because I'm seeing this in the comments from Richard Lorenzo. I am not saying if they bench Kenyon Green that it's over for him. Just keep make sure you get that clear. I'm saying that if they bench Green, that they'll bring him back later on, but they will not keep him in the game if he's continually getting pancaked. Why even bring him back if you bench him, though? Why? Because you're hoping that he's learning shit, that he's not doing the exact same thing, right? That you bench him and that he's learning from his mistakes, right? I mean, he's essentially being... Go ahead, Harley. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I I see Harley shaking his head. You can't rotate linemen. Yeah, come on. You just can't do it. And I know I saw the one comment there to rotate linemen to keep him fresh. Like, no, you you either stick with one guy or you go with the other one. And if whoever you put in, you got to... You're you're telling me right now, like you're in the implication here is you don't have a lot of trust in Kenyon Green. I get that. I understand that. Um, but if you're pulling him by week three, buddy, that's telling me he don't know Jack Squat. So he's he I mean, he's got to get it going. And what does that tell to the player who you just took 15th overall last year, the first interior lineman off the board? If you bench him by week three, bro, I don't believe in you, Kenyon Green. That kills him. On, and then I think of it like this. I'm looking at it. I look at way, way, way back when with Gary Kubiak got here. Wade Smith had no position with the New York mm. Jets. And I mean, no position. He just he was a little lost. He's even admitted it before too. Like he just didn't have no set position with the Jets. He comes here, he's a pro bowler. Mike Brazel comes here, pro bowler. Zone blocking scheme, like like uh, Matt said, it helps your blocking. Okay, it helps all your blockers. It helps all your offensive linemen. Jared Patterson, to me, is nothing more than a Justin McCray replacement. Like, that's who he is to me because he that, plays center, he plays guard. That is when I saw Patterson, I liked the move because, yeah, if, you know, we don't hope for that, but if Juice Scruggs isn't up to snuff, then maybe you grab and double dip into a position of weakness at center that Jared Patterson can maybe, hey, he could take a load off and maybe he could start at center for you. Don't want that. I hope Juice Scruggs is – a badass okay i don't want that but I, that's what i saw patterson as you're quitting if you're quitting on you're pulling the plug on Kenyon green after week three then his career should be done like that that's that means he hasn't just done jack squat for you okay i i'm not i, I can't rotate linemen uh-uh, can't do but, it. but again he's not the only one right like we mentioned before i, I think it was uh um, the first the round pick said, though bro like, Dwayne brown was benched right so like you can bench alignment and bring them back it's not the end of the world especially when you have a rookie QB that you know struggles under pressure. VT, you talking like Bill O'Brien is still here. They're not <laughs> this is Mike Devlin. He's a first-round pick. He got to be out there. He got to play. And, you know, like Harley said about the other um, players we got from other um, teams that came here and had success, Chris Myers, another guy. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't good with Denver, came here, pro mm-hmm. bowler. So you got to get – Winston, get Winston yeah, didn't yeah, do yeah, shit Winston, after the yeah. Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Love me some yeah, so you got to give him a chance. I agree with you guys about Nico Collins and Roy Jacob Lopez. I agree with him. He's not going to make it. But I see Derek – I'm sorry, not Derek. Devin Singletary, the motor, as running back one over uh, Pierce. That just – What? Yes. What? <laughs> the motor, yes. Yes. He, did, he didn't get the touches that he should have got in Buffalo. And I think, my opinion, he's a better running back than Pierce. Oh, I already, I already had that one. <laughs> so I'm, I'm giving you my hot take early. You know, that's my hot take early. Ruben, uh, Harley, uh, we, we kind of skipped over you. What's your <laughs> oh, Harley's about to explode. I, your, that, that's too hot of a take. You you get that hot-ass pan and throw it out the damn door. Like, that's what you do. I mean, Devin Singletary over Damian Pierce, that's up there with the Justin Henry show saying that Damian Pierce is a triarch. I that, that, to me, means that you agree with that. <laughs> that's, that's what that tells me. Damian Pierce, if you saw him in 12, 12, 13 games, 931 rushing yards, and he had injuries that, you know, I don't know, maybe to me, honestly, if we were winning, I think he could probably put a play through some of them injuries, but that's besides the point. Uh, no, Devin Singletary, uh, I like him. I do. Um, but hey, I think really he goes good. off for 800. Cool. I think that's, that, 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 that is, that's fantastic. Great for him. Damian Pierce is running back one. Oh, oh you're saying cemetery. I, I thought I think Pierce is going for a thousand. So oh, 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 here's my hot take then. Damian Pierce is going for twelve hundred. Oh, that's um, not a hot take, man. We agree. If the O line does actually perform, right? I mean, look at what he was able. He almost got a thousand if that if they didn't 
make the administrative decision and, and to sit him down. He would have easily had a thousand last year, right? Mm-hmm. And that's with a shitty in, uh, offensive line, right? That the interior offensive line was dirt, gar- just garbage. Now imagine an actual real offensive line. Yeah, he's going to go off, and I do think they're going to use him to make sure that not everything is put on CJ Strauss back. I mean, just look at West coast, what they, what they do with Brock Purdy. Just look at what they do with Brock Purdy. You know, a lot of people are expecting CJ Stroud to put the team on the back. That's not what's going to happen. And, and I have faith in CJ Stroud. I'm just saying like that, that's not what Slovak's going to do. He's going to trust the run game to be strong. He's going to use play action. We're not going to see a ton of downfield throws from CJ Stroud. It's going to be a lot of short passes, a lot of five, seven, 10 yard passes. He's going to use Dalton Schultz as that dump off. We're going to, he's going to use tank as that hot route. Um, you know, we're not going to, that, that's the type of shit that I think we're going to see. I don't think, you know, there were some people that think that, you know, because of CJ Stroud's accuracy that we're going to see 30 touchdowns and 4,000 yards. Like, Hold off your horses just a little bit. Yes, I do think he's going to be an amazing uh, quarterback for this franchise. But the first year, one of something that rookies have always said is that even though the Shanahan style is um, is a good offensive system to utilize, it takes rookies a little bit to learn. And, and so you got to pull the playbook a little bit. You got to take your foot off the gas in terms of telling the uh, telling your rookie quarterback what to do. You got to put take the pressure off them. You got to let it run more. You got to. Uh, focus on those short passes, use the short passes as the extension of the run game. I think that's what our offense is going to look like. We're a lot more consistent. You're going to see Dalton Schultz out there, a lot of third downs, making those third down conversions. He's not going to be the yak guy and taking a five-yard pass and making it 50. But he'll take that third or fourth of uh, four-yard pass and make it seven. And we'll actually be able to convert third downs, unlike last year. So I'm glad you brought up Dalton Schultz. So this is my person who's going to be cut. I think Brevin Jordan's going to be cut. No, no I, question. I, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. I know so. he's still on the team. <laughs> uh, but, and also, be you know, you said it's hard for rookies. Which you're right to learn that scheme. But, you know, the last rookie that was the highest accurate quarterback in that draft class to go in that scheme, you know who that was? Mr. Oh. Robert Griffin III. And look what he did. I'm not saying – that's what CJ Stroud's going to do. I'm just saying, hey, let you know, let's let's be happy about it. I just think all the pieces align, man. For you know, for like CJ, right? The, uh, when you know, when Crenshaw first mentioned the running game, I think the running game is going to be one of the reasons why we see CJ flourish. There is an actual one A, one B running back. We haven't had a tandem like this in years, and it's going to take a lot of the load. Off of CJ Stroud, Devin Singletary. I think it was the past three years, thirty caught balls with the Buffalo Bills. He is going to bring that here to Houston. That's another dynamic that's weapon that's... for CJ Stroud. I think that, man, like I don't want to put too much Kool Aid into CJ Stroud, but I am excited for him, man. And shout out to Richard and Rick and Cole, you know, for commenting so much. You know, shout out to y'all. Shout out to you guys for having me and Harley on. Um. CJ Stroud, bro, he's him, and I and and I'm just excited for him. Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, guys, before we get going, because time's coming close, uh, let's go with our. So Chris already got his crazy hot take that. Hold on, hold on. That's, that's not crazy. That that's accurate. Singletary, a better a better runner, a better pass catcher. He look look what he's done. He only had what 170 touches ever, and last year Pierce had what 220 some touches. He's a better running back. Period. I know you don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Would it shock you if Devin Singletary has more rushing yards than Damian Pierce? The question, to everyone. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. Answer that. I, I would, oh uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, because I, I, I would think Pierce is your number one back. Yeah, it would surprise the hell out of me. Um, because yeah. Pierce has proven that his yards after contact is almost Insane. unmatched. 
um, to give Singletary that when you know that he isn't that he doesn't get those yards after contact the way that Damian Pierce can. And I think that anytime you have a back that can get those yards after contact, you have to make him your RB one because you know that even when your line falls apart, he can still get the job done. Mm. That's first and foremost. So when you have a back that can perform without a line, imagine again what a back can do with the line. I don't see any way he's not RB one. All right. Well, let's go back to hot takes. Harley, you said that you had one. Mm. Let, let's hear it, man. Let's let's hear your hot take. Come strong, buddy. Um, let's see. I said it on the Clutch City Chronicles. I think I've I've only, I did not say it on the ch- on my channel just yet. I will say it here. Uh, Ruben knows about it. Texans go nine and eight, win the division, get in the playoffs. Ooh. That that right there is is what I I, I mean. If, 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 the, if the years to do it this year, right? You play you know, the NFC South. The AFC South is still questionable. Like, I mean, a lot. You see, and that's what a lot of people go, woo, woo. And then they go, they let it simmer in the skillet. And they're just looking at it and they're going, I mean, you know, it's not, that's, that's actually kind of realistic. That's actually like, let me smoke what Pat Man Jones was smoking on the Pat McAfee show. Like, let me get on top of that. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Right. Like, let me, let me say nine and eight. And uh, and then of course this is the sad scenario that I mentioned to Ruben, which is dude, uh, don't I- even <laughs> fucking say that, bro. L- listen, before he tells y'all this, <laughs> we were drinking yesterday, a great time. After he said that shit, ten minutes later we went home. <laughs> <laughs> Look, man, this so when the schedule came out, me and Ruben did a live on his channel, and he was like. So hyped because he's like, man, Harley's Harley's got this team getting a lot of wins, Same. going nine Harley and eight, nine and eight. And I told him, look, we're nine and seven going into week eighteen. Week eighteen is what defines pain for Houston sports when it comes to the Rockets, when it comes to the Astros at times, when it comes to the Texans. It is going to be a full circle moment because week eighteen you face the Indianapolis Colts. And last year in week 18, you faced the Indianapolis Colts. So this year, if you win, you're in. I have them finishing nine and eight. I did say they're nine and seven. They're going to lose to the Indianapolis Colts in week 18. You know why? Because they should have, they should have lost last year, this year to the Colts, but they didn't. And this year they got a win against the Colts and they won't. Okay. That's Houston sports. That is pain personified. That would hurt me. But ultimately, you know, nine and 18 doesn't make the playoffs. Yeah, sure. That kind of stings. But hey, nine and eight, dude, I'll take that any day from a freaking whatever the hell we saw last year. That was disgusting work that I saw every Sunday yelling at my TV screen like Quisenberry was going to magically improve all of a sudden. Like, I mean, I just that I'll, I'll take that nine and eight first year head coach. That's coach of the year level stuff right there. Yeah, I have him going eight and nine, but hey, I'll, I'll take ninety eight. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got a question. Um, Harley, you're not in that flaming um hot movie that come out June 9th, right? Say, say, say it again. Say it again. Um, that movie is called Flaming Hot Cheetos. It come out June 9th. <laughs> you're not in that movie. Yeah. No, I am not. But I'd love to do a cameo. Is that oh, racially because... motivated, Crenshaw? Is that because we're Mexican? No, is that why? No, let me tell you why I said that. Because Matt <laughs> always say you bring out the flaming hot Cheetos, so he just brought out a flaming hot take saying we're going nine and eight the first time and winning division. Mm. I like that take. That's that's why I asked that question. Yeah, and, I mean, I'm, and I'm I think the movie's gonna be pretty good because I'm gonna watch it June 9th. Oh, I'm, I'm watching. Shout out to Flaming Hot. Shout out to Flaming Hot. The lemon kind, right, Crenshaw? No, I like the puffs. Oh, <gasps> that, that's where the that's where the Hispanic side of us comes in, man. You gotta get it with lemon. You gotta get it with the lemon and the tahini and the bar, bro. Ah, well, I, I'm with the tahini. I'm with that. I, I like the tahini. Okay. Like okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Ruben, speak to us, bro. What's your hot take? I think C.J. Stroud wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, and Will Anderson wins Defensive Rookie Ooh. of the Year. I think everything has gone right so far in this Houston Texans on season. You hired the captain in D'Amico Reigns, right? That story in itself is a movie. You bring back the guy who was drafted by you to fix your fucking team. You just got your franchise quarterback and a defensive anchor in Will Anderson. 
all is up for the Houston Texans and is going to carry on to the season. And at the end of the year, C.J. Stroud and Will Anderson will have offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. Now, has that ever happened that a team has won both offensive rookie and defensive yeah, rookie? last year, the Jets. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Damn. All right, Crenshaw. Yeah, Look at you. That was no Google anything. Oh, yeah. 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 That was, Damn, boy. Encyclopedia up over there, man. Like, yeah. You didn't let me finish. Woo. All right. Well, guys, one more. We got one more section. This is the fan favorite. It's who is. All right, this is where we get to ask y'all questions. Now, if y'all, I mean, if y'all don't want an answer, you don't have to. But BT, real quick, I'll, I'll start off with you. Ask question away. Yeah. So the first question I need to ask is, um, what is on your playlist right now? When you want to go, whether you whether it's you working out, whether it's you just taking a walk, whether you just want to get hyped up, what is the first song on your playlist right now? <laughs> It is that peso puma. We got the mullet for a reason on. Ella baile sola, peso pluma. Number one song in the world right now. Grupo Frontera con Bad Bunny. Shout out to my Latino family, man. La Raza, bro. He killed it. He killed it at Backlash. Bad Bunny killed it at Backlash. Hey, he killed that Backlash. He came out in Booker T. Shout out to Bad Bunny, man. For real. Uh, Harley, what about you? What are you listening to? Yeah, I'm, I'm fucking with a group of Frontera, Bad Bunny. Um, I, I listen to a lot of NF when I'm trying to get hype sometimes. The I like YBN Cordae NF, a lot. Shout out to hey, him. Hey, man, I, I like YBN Cordae sometimes. Um, I'm a mixed bag when it comes to music. So, like, <laughs> when when, it, when it's in the car and my girl's in the car, like, you know, she's like, oh, let's listen to 2000 Rock. Okay, sure. Let's Let's drop out some 2000s rock. Sure, no problem. And then, you know, when dad used to be driving me, it's nothing but country music, Garth Brooks, all this good stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah. And then, you know, hearing country music now is kind of like, like, like blood coming down my ears because I listen to it so much. Like it's, it's just deafening at times. I'm like, okay, until it's like, you know, rodeo time. But yeah, no, that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm popping out to. SPM's in the rotation. Shout out Ooh, to my South Park Mexican. He's coming out in 2024. Bo Bundy? You don't know who Bo Bundy is, really? Damned if I do. Damned if I don't. How the fuck the world with a chest full of smoke? With a chest full of smoke. <laughs> yes, sir. I love me some SPM. Chris, you got a question for the fellas? Okay. Uh, besides the obvious players that, you know, growing up, What's another guy you guys like from the Texans that like really uh, made you become a fan of a team? And this is for both of y'all, both of y'all question right here. Ed Harley. Hmm. Immediate. So my first recollection, I was, uh, I know my dad went to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers preseason game, the first one for the Texans without me. And I was pretty bummed about that. Um, <laughs> I remember that vividly. <laughs> Uh, so my oh, first sorry, son, I left you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry, right? son, I left you. That, that's basically what happened. Uh, <laughs> uh, my first recollection, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Billy Miller. Mm. I I remember playing a lot. I'm a big Madden guy. I I used to know the whole roster inside out when I played Madden 04. Like it was just pretty. I mean, halfback sting to Jonathan Wells, who's been on y'all's channel many times. For some reason, that play only for Jonathan Wells, boom, 30 yards every damn time. But Billy Miller, the stretch over against the Cowboys, got to give it to me. I love me some Billy Miller. Very When people talk tight ends, I know they mention Owen Daniels a lot. And, hey, shout out to the OG Owen Daniels, the security blanket. That's the number one tight end in Texans history. A lot of people kind of forget about Billy Miller, man. Billy Miller was that guy. I love me some Billy Miller. So, yeah. All right. What about you, Ruben? Well, one that really got me into it, you know, is Antonio the Ninja Smith. Ah. Every sack he got pulls out the katana, throws out the Ninja Stars. Pro bowler for the Houston. I think it was two-time pro bowler for the Texans. Someone also 
Kevin Water, Mr. Reliable. Whenever there was a big play that needed to be made God. that wasn't Andre or Foster or Owen Daniels, it was number 83, Three. Kevin Walter. Who, hey, who caught that touchdown that sent us to our first ever playoff game? And Cincinnati. Can't forget it. Kevin fucking Walter. I'm go. still crying for a wide receiver, too, for that team. Oh, man. It's like we never had one. Well, I guess I guess you can count DeAndre uh, when Andre Johnson was here. But. Uh, all right, guys, my question, we interview uh, sports, uh, you know, content creators, athletes, whatnot. Who is the biggest dicks y'all ever had to pause, <laughs> had, to, had to work with, and why? Ooh. Who's, who, you want to get that one first, Ruben? No, nah, you go ahead, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's easy for me. That's all really right. easy for me. ESPN Houston 97.5, Jake Asman. Uh, I had I had him on my channel, and he goes, first of all, I'm there talking to him, messaging him. You know, cool, you know, no problem. Okay, cool, I agree to come to the channel. Yeah, 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 awesome. Awesome, 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 shaking hands, you know, agreeing, yeah. The day comes. Hey, I just want to let you know right away, uh, you know, I know I agreed to come on your channel, but I can only be on for about 30 minutes because then I have my radio show right after I said, okay, that's no problem. That's no problem. The day, you know, then I go, I send him the link. Waiting. 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 About a eh, good 20 minutes goes by. Finally, you know, after, after uh, shoot, I'm walking around doing whatever, cooking probably because I, I love cooking. Uh, so <laughs> finally he comes on and I'm like, oh, okay. He's like, oh, man, dude, I'm so sorry, all this, that, the other. I'm like, dude, there's only 10 minutes left before your radio. I'm not doing a channel. I'm not doing an episode with you right now. And he's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry, you know, like, no, nah, man, no, 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 no. You told me, you're telling me you had 30 minutes prior to before the radio. Like, you didn't message me. You could have talked to me. Like, come on, man. I'm, I'm not. He is from ESPN Houston. This is supposed to be professionalism, right? I would I would expect it. I know there's a lot of people that aren't. I know there isn't, and I ain't gonna name any more. But Jake has been, yeah, we ended up redoing it, doing another video on it. He apologized for it. Um, no, I, I, I didn't really like it. I didn't really like it at all. And then finding out, you know, when I make my coaches list two, three years ago, yeah, that whole, that whole, that whole uh espn wheelhouse as they call themselves uh taking some of the content from me without uh even messaging oh, me about really? it that's when i first 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 started doing it it was uh, yeah i don't you know i don't mind them they're cool they're cool they're cool but uh, yeah I'll, I'll drop names i don't have no problem dropping names damn ruben what about you i, I like it man spicy what about you ruben who got Can't hear you. <laughs> no, I was um my fault. I was um I'm not gonna drop no names because you know I'm not you know I'm not that right. type of person. But <laughs> I do remember when I first started this YouTube channel, there was a lot of already established people who who chose not to help, and those same people came back a a year and a half later when their shit wasn't popping. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is be nice to everyone. We're all talking about the team that makes us sad every fucking Sunday. Um, don't be mean to people, man. Let's just all grow. You know, I, right I think, now I think we all could read a you know between the lines. I, we we agree with you 110%. 100%. 110 percent. With that being said, no, nah, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Other than that, it, it's been great. Everyone else who I've worked with, I've wanted to work with. I've never been forced to work with someone I don't want to have to work with. You know, I think that's one thing that me and Harley, you know, could say is that we're not forced to do this. We're not forced to put out a video. You know, I do a full-time job. Harley has a full-time job. And we do this out of the love of the game, man. Exactly. Exactly. Agreed. Well, guys. Hold on. I I got a question. Since um, Harley, you say you like to cook with. No, what's your favorite dish to cook? Mm. 
Um, hmm. I'll just go with whatever my girlfriend's favorite dish is because she would always be requesting the Cajun pasta that I make. So I throw a little crawfish tails in there. Mm. Sometimes it's shrimp, uh, andouille sausage, and then the pasta of choice is usually fettuccine. I like a I like a thick noodle. Pause there for everyone. Um, Resume. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. It's yummy as hell too. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I get you know Parmesan cheese, or sometimes we're feeling extra fancy. Get a little Parmigiano Reggiano right from H E B. You know, so no problem. Or we'll go to the farmer's market a lot and grab some fresh mushrooms, grab a lot of fresh goods, throw it all together. But yeah, now Cajun pasta, I do it a lot. It's, it's re- very renowned. People like it. So I guess that's what I like making a lot. All right. Well, guys, in the, in, in the wise words of Crenshaw, this is the worst part of the show because it's the end. Uh, Harley and, and Ruben, why don't y'all uh, tell us where we can find our social media uh, where we can find your great content and what you got cooking. You want to go first, Harley, or me? You go first, bud. Yeah, so I drop daily Houston Texans content. Just type in 713 Houston Sports in the search bar. I just hit 6,000 subscribers today. That was an absolute huge milestone for yeah, me. Congratulations, bro. Let go. On Twitter, at 713HSP. I'm trying to grow right here. You know, we're trying to get into the field. And before I say anything, Crenshaw... Shout out to you. You know what you did. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely owe you a beer. Um, yeah, and shout out Margarita. to the fan battle, man. You guys Ooh. are doing a great fucking job, and I believe in you guys. So shout out to y'all. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Harley, what about you? Uh, you can find me at the lead underscore H-O-U on Twitter. You can type that in as well on YouTube. That's also my handle. Uh, so I do all Houston sports all the time. That's the montage. I am on the road to 2,000 subscribers. But when I get to 3,000 subscribers, because we are moving pretty fast with this thing, we got an autographed, autographed D'Amico Ryan's football here. Yes, the head coach of the Houston Texans. Yes, former linebacker. All that good stuff. Oh, can you not hear me? Is that what's No, going? I was talking I was telling, uh, oh. Ruben. Couldn't hear Ruben. He, it looked like he was trying no, to. No, no, no. I'm muted to talk to. Uh, they're uh, rolling up right now. You feel me? Yeah. You know, you know they, I got to be in the rotation. Interesting. And uh, <laughs> yeah, on the road to 2K, close to it, on the road to 3K. 3K is the giveaway for the D'Amico Ryan's football. So yeah, I'm just, I push a lot of content. I try to do as much as I can. Sir. Um, it, it's a grind. I respect everyone that does it, takes time out of their day to do it. Um, man, I woke up at four in the morning today uh, for work and I'm here doing a podcast right now. <laughs> so and I got to go to work podcast. tomorrow at five in the morning. <laughs> so yeah uh I, just a little aspect of my day be, the only reason i mention it a lot of people on my comment section just randomly the few last few days were like dude you look tired like dude you kind of look like you're slurring your words so i'm like i'm not drunk man i'm not drunk <laughs> you're right? tired leave me the fuck alone <laughs> like, i'm just this is what i do all right and i don't have they're like oh dude take a break no i can't take a break I, that's just not built in my system i can't yeah. take breaks man i gotta keep going yes sir or uh, Crenshaw, what about you? Um, to find me a feel for Crenshaw everywhere. Um, Harley and Ruben, appreciate y'all coming on. Um, like I said, I've been following you guys for a minute and everything. So, you know, you guys are inspiration to me, you know. Um, because this is something that I'm still, yeah, yeah, real talk. This is something that I'm still new at myself, even though I've been doing this for a little while or whatnot. But up. um, you know, appreciate y'all. And and like I said, I asked about the food because I'm into the food. You can ask those guys. I send them food every day. Ooh, you know, I'm, a, I'm a chef too. So. And then Matt's a I'm, chef too, so he's into the food. Okay, and VT, I don't know what's going on with with VT, but you know, he be eating too though. But um, yeah, shout out to y'all though. Yeah, thank. I, I agree with this comment. Like, we need to throw a tailgate party. I hey, y'all don't know, but me and V got real lit. At the tailgate, remember that V? Oh yeah, we got lit. Me and V were lit. We were we we're getting two turned. My girl was there. It was a scene. I had a I had a I had the paramedic uh, the paramedics pull up to the game because my boy was throwing up in the stadium. Not me. No, not Harley. And my older <laughs> boy Jacob. Shout out to Jacob. He can't hang. But if y'all do want to tailgate. Hey, we'll be there week two the, at the like who would they call the Nuff said? Nuff said yeah, tailgate. Yeah, that's the blue lot. 
Yeah. That's that's at the blue light. They got the ski shot thing. It's a freaking vibe, man. All right. Well, there you go, guys. You want to tailgate? That's it. That's the place to be. Sir. BT, kick us off. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Brown Chubby Bear. Um, I do a lot of Twitter spaces, and me and Leo will be doing a recorded space that we'll edit down to our podcast on Friday. So check that out. Um, we'll probably be uh, after 8 or 9 p.m. So follow our social media profiles, and, and you'll see the me or Leo tweeted out. Um, you can check out my latest article at fanbattlesports.com. And if you're watching this and you're not listening to this, subscribe to the audio podcast because that's where you'll, you'll find um, me and Leo's stuff. So got a lot of stuff going on. And I just wanted to say as a final thing, Jordan will always be the GOAT. I don't give a fuck about LeBron. Jordan will always be the GOAT. Nah, nah, you're old, bro. You're old. You know what you're talking about. You're past the days. <laughs> I said on to the young guys like us. Okay, it's all good. Thank y'all so well, much. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I, well, I'm old, but it's still LeBron, though. Thank you. I, I hate to admit this, but it is, it is LeBron. But uh, you I'm going Michael me. Jordan since someone wanted to ask me. I'm going Michael Jordan. There we go. Hey, hey, there, you go. there we go. I'm you, you can follow me at A1 Day One Texans. Uh, again, Harley, Ruben, like Chris all said, man, y'all are uh, aspiration. So thank you for coming on the show and, you know, hanging out with us and guys, if you're watching this, make sure you follow their podcast, help, uh, help Ruben, uh, and Harley get subscribers. And we're also throwing a uh, contest. Uh, Crenshaw is giving tickets away to the only preseason game. So subscribe and we'll be rifling it off. So only way to get in is to subscribe. So make sure you do that. And guys, you can follow the podcast at Texans fan battle, uh, everywhere on social media and on the Fan Battle Sports Network. So make sure you check that out. And, guys, until next week, have a wonderful week. Have a blessed we'll, day, guys. Yes, sir. And we'll see you next week. We cover all the topics with intelligence and logic. I know you want to score, but ID going to stop it. We from Texas. So that mean that we Texans. Breaking down the X's and O's, our profession. No complaining, just training. You see the progression. They had a pro bowl for talk shows. We get selected. We going to celebrate every win like a birthday. Ray J with the news. First with all the updates. Spin move on the competition. Yeah, we juking them. You not really in touch if you not tuning in. This is Crenshaw Briggs and VT. We want the touchdown. We not trying to go for three.